If you're out there looking for help, maybe you're stuck with something, a relationship or trying to find your next path forward, there are four areas of help that can be useful. And in this clip, I'm going to share with you how each one has its own unique special sauce and how it can be helpful and why part of the problem right now is that we're missing one of the four. Hey, Adele Wong here, and welcome to the podcast where I share all things related to you really making the most out of this beautiful journey called life so that you don't spend all your time getting ready to live it. So in my experience with working with thousands of people around the world, I've noticed that types of help that people are exploring and and what I do fall into one of four categories. And I'm going to explain what each one is so that you know, if you're looking for help, which one might be of most assistance to you. So the first category is probably the one that people are most familiar with. And this is the world of uh, psychology. So this might be a therapist, a, a psychiatrist, a counselor, a psychotherapist. And these are folks who are very skilled in working with the mind in a cognitive way. So psychology is the study of the way we think, why we think the way we do, how we're influenced by earlier events. And there's a lot of emphasis on your story, the beliefs you've formed, the narrative you have formed around yourself, and especially what things mean. So this is the world of looking at things like um, your your beliefs drive your emotions, or, or a thought drives an emotion, and a, an emotion typically drives a behavior. So if you're trying to change a behavior, track the thought behind it and the emotion behind that, and um, by changing thoughts and emotions, behaviors can be modified. And this is lovely. Um, typically, this is uh, one-on-one work, although there, there are group works, groups that, that meet, and this can be helpful. And there are some people who have gotten the most they can out of therapy, that it was useful for a while. And sometimes people feel like, gosh, you know, I've, I've been doing therapy for a while. And although it's given me good insight into myself and understanding myself, I don't always feel happier or better. And continuing to do more therapy, although it can be useful, I just get more insight without actually feeling happier on the ground. So there's some pros and cons with therapy. Sometimes my my experience has been that therapy is very effective when there has been something unresolved that occurred after maybe age eight or so. And the reason is Therapy is a cognitive process of describing and naming and explaining how you think and feel. And in order to do that, you have to kind of have, the brain has to have the ability for abstract thought. It needs to be able to think about itself and observe itself. And that type of thinking doesn't usually kick in until around age eight or nine. So if something happened to you, Prior to age eight, people often report having difficulty finding the words. They feel it, but they don't always know what they're feeling. They feel something, and they're having trouble identifying or labeling or understanding or articulating. Because 
they, they don't know the word. But the feeling and the word, you know, trying to find that nexus um, can be frustrating. A lot of times people feel like they've analyzed their story and they have great insight into what happens. But as I've said, they don't actually feel any better. One other thing that's worth mentioning about therapy is that the way Western psychotherapy developed had a predominantly male and white perspective on life. Um, Some of the leading developers of psychotherapy were white men. And oftentimes the work was designed, what they created was for women. But it was through the lens of the male perspective on things, whether it's Sigmund Freud or, or some of these, be a Skinner, um, it, it tended to have a, a reductionist view of how people are. So one of the uh, controversies that's been coming up in psychotherapy circles is that it doesn't always fit non-white women because the therapy model was predominantly designed by men and women tend to often prefer more of a uh, group dynamic for some things that men just didn't realize could be useful. Anyway, so that's the land of therapy. Um, This is the work of the mind. It's one-on-one and it's very much into thoughts. The second group of work that's very different from therapy, but is available to you. This is the land of um, clergy, your minister, your rabbi, your pastor, people of the cloth. And this is often centered around a particular perspective, a text, a book, a way of living, that there is much more of a sense of tradition and there is more of a group dynamic involved in terms of tradition and, and ways of worship and song. And um, that can be very comforting to people that there is an experience that goes along with the, the expansion. Um, and the work tends to be uh, focused around a particular religion or interpretation thereof. And for some people, this can be really useful. Uh, Sometimes people are searching for different homes, whether, gosh, you know, I left home a Catholic and came home a Baptist or a Buddhist, that there is value in exploring um, philosophy, inquiry, um, and, and again, it provides a community environment, which can be very helpful for people who are looking for community. The third group of healers that is available to you, um, these would be medical professionals, your um, doctors. Um, And so this is useful if you might need a med. Hey, you're stressed, your hormones are off. Gosh, maybe you need a little bit of a uh, bioidentical something to even something out. Or maybe you need an antidepressant or some sort of nutritional or chemical support for your body. And yes, this can be very helpful for people in certain situations. My personal opinion is that, unfortunately, uh, the use of medications is, is way, it's prescribed way too often. 
And it's not that doctors are deliberately trying to dope up everyone. It's just that's all they know to do. You know, if you're a patient showing up at a doctor's office, he's feeling the need to do something to help you. And the world of chemical and pharmaceutical medicine is what he knows. The skill set that the other two groups provide is not his thing. But there are times where the body is short of a chemical, that yes, it could be useful for a short period of time to be supported in such a way to allow the body to find its natural stability again. Uh, Maybe you need something to help you sleep. Not forever, but it can be useful. So those are the three main areas that most people are aware of. But there's one area that used to be much more available that, in my view, has been kind of missing, although mm, you could say it's sort of coming back. But the fourth area um, in older times might be, I would call it the, the, uh, the elders, the wisdom keepers, the medicine people. Um, in native traditions, you might, they might be a shaman. It might be um, an, a traditional healer. Because in traditional healing, there was much more of a sense that the mind, body, and spirit are all related anyway. We don't have this parsing out of looking at the mind over there and the body over here. And it is, um, the, the, this fourth category deals with the level of the spirit, which is different from religion. And it's not a, necessarily as group-oriented. So when you look at this group of people, which I feel that my work tends to live here, this is the world of the teacher, the sage, um, coaching. You know, it depends on what, what that word means to you. Um, you could say that coaching falls in this realm. Um, although I prefer mentor myself, I prefer to, um, to think of myself more as a teacher, a communicator, a storyteller. And of course, man always used to have a strong lineage and connection to this fourth group before modern medicine, before people did academic studies about how the brain works. And even before religion was invented, there was song and story, and there was myth, working with um, archetypes, um, your family's, the the energy, and your family's stories. Um, This is not a religious thing. It's not really um, looking at your negative beliefs, per se, although they can be wrapped up in there. It's a different perspective. It's the work of the spirit and work of the energy. You know, um, a lot of folks that occupy this space in indigenous times, had a deeper understanding of energy medicine. Um, I'm an advanced energy medicine healer, although I don't tend to lead with that anymore. It is still in my toolbox. So whatever you want to call this group, it's the fourth group. And my experience has been that part of the reason why people feel so lost these days is that we've lost connection to this role that used to be more visible, more, more a part of the community, where people who people occupied this space, the elders, the wisdom keepers, and there was a certain grounding of the community that this role provided, that 
not only did it help the the community retain its wisdom, but there was a certain stability of of sharing of information so that the young people had a certain rites of passage. There was a, there was a way that people could find themselves without having to literally reinvent the wheel by all by themselves, which I feel like unfortunately young people these days are having to do because we don't have enough uh, people in this role in the pocket of this of this you know there are four quadrants it's individual it's not really therapy it's not even group in terms of we all worship this way or we all sing this way or believe this and it's certainly not taking medication to change your brain chemistry although of course um, in ancient times you know there were people using plant medicine so as you are out there as a consumer, um, be, you, you might even say, hey, I don't mind taking the best of all four areas. And I say, yay on you. In my work, I'm often part of a team. In fact, I, I think it's a great idea. Sometimes when there are really uh, challenging situations with clients, I'm on a team with, there's a, um, a psychiatrist or, or a counselor therapist along with a physician and me, and that's a dynamite team. Because every person on the team from all three of the four of these quadrants has something very unique to offer. One is not better than the other, but it's a sense of what do you need. The fourth quadrant, in my experience, has, I have noticed that I often get clients that have tried all the other three. And the reason why therapy didn't work is some of the things that infused and informed their lives started way before age eight, that the die was already cast in terms of what was going on with the family, the family dynamics, the energy in the house. It was already infusing this young person. And it's like trying to explain to a fish that they're wet. They're not aware of it. So when you ask them to describe, it, it's, it's difficult. So I have had quite a bit of success with people who have had this experience of, well, gosh, from, the, you know, from my earliest childhood, it was always a sense of not feeling I really wanted to be here, um, not belonging. I don't really understand what I'm doing here. I, I feel invisible. My parents were caught up with their problems, and I've devoted most of my life trying to appease them or, or walk on eggshells. In, in conventional therapy, we might call this a type of trauma, which it is. And my experience has been when you use techniques and approaches from the fourth quadrant, which include the body, it's not just meditation or, or you know, um, looking at you know, affirmations and chanting, but th- there's a different use of the body. There's a different way of sourcing energy that is unique to this group. And not to say that people, uh, therapists don't, are, aren't starting to use some of these tools. I'm, I'm delighted that they are. But they're not as, they're not, the, the scope of work is, is slightly, it's, it's different. So as you're out there looking for help, if you found that, for example, you've been going to therapy and it's not helping or you don't feel like you're, you're moving or you feel a little bit um, going through the motions with your church, but you don't really feel connected in the way that feels satisfying to you with your faith, 
It feels more performative than a true knowing. It's not helping you. Or in some cases, too much of that inquiry can send people into a lot of frustration because they are deeply, they're deeply diving into things and they're not finding the answers they're looking for. Or it feels rote. Or it feels like they're trying to convince themselves of something that maybe it's a shoe that doesn't fit anymore. And their, their whole relationship to the divine is changing. And doing it within that context over there with that pastor doesn't seem to fit as well anymore. Because they're on an individual journey, the hero's journey, that only they can do. Sometimes you may have a pastor or a spiritual director that can be helpful. And sometimes it's, it's good to seek out someone who this is all they do. You know, finding your special sauce, your, your full potential in this world, so that you can find out what really, what do you really believe about yourself? Sometimes people have been on um, antidepressants forever. They're looking for a more natural way to heal. Because if you're using a lot of uh, medications, that can be hard on your liver. So all of these groups have value. Now, in the fourth quadrant that I explained, of course, if you really do need a medication, or some people are truly short of something that their brain desperately needs, they do need to see a doctor. Or if there is some sort of true psychopathy that... Um, a, a mental health uh, trained professional specializes in, yay. So none of these quadrants is the end-all be-all. And you may need to piece together like a stew what works for you. Sometimes people go through these in a sequential way. I've done therapy. Now I'm going to check out um, a program my church offers. And then, oh, I'm having trouble sleeping. I'm going to go talk to my doctor so my ulcer doesn't get out of control. And then, oh, let me give Adele a call. That's fine too. But as you are wondering where to get help, you may think about what might be most useful. Are you needing community? Are you needing someone to help sort out your thoughts? Are you sensing that you're just not taking care of yourself, you know, your insulin is out of control or, or you're in physical pain and that's keeping you from being able to get through the day with enough energy. Or is there something even more profound going on that needs to be addressed that's been shoved to the side for many, many years and now is the time. 2022 may be the year you finally sit with stuff that sometimes doesn't have a name but you can feel it. And if that's you, I welcome a conversation with you. It's what I specialize in. I've had great results with clients all over the world that are sometimes I'm in tandem with their other professionals and sometimes people see me after they've done other work. Because, you know, it's like everything has value. Nothing is better than anyone, anything else. So you can think into what suits you best. What do you need right now? might change in six months, and that's fine. So I hope this is useful. Four quadrants of offerings of what's available to you. The fourth one might be a little bit harder to define in our culture since we don't have medicine people technically anymore. This is the role that I live in. But you might call, they might be known as, you know, 
coaches. I don't really like that word, but it's a quasi in that realm. Um, sometimes they're known as spiritual directors. Sometimes they're known as healers, energy people. Um, but it, they work differently. And use your gut. You know, what feels good to you? As usual, if this is helpful, I welcome hearing from you. Share this with a friend and subscribe. If you found this useful, I'll be putting out more clips with more details on each of these. And um, yes, I work with people all over the world on Zoom these days, and it's delightful. So until next time, rock on.